You're listening to Life and Leadership, A Conscious Journey, the podcast that shares wisdom and strength. Join your host, Dr. Michelle St. Jane's weekly conversation on how to have a positive impact for people, planet, and the wider world. If you want to live a life of intention, be proactive with your time, and bring your vision for the future to life one today at a time, you are in the right place at the right time. Let's get started. civic and community leader, diversity, equality, and inclusion champion, and the first woman chartered property casualty underwriter in Bermuda as a 40-year veteran of the Bermuda insurance industry. Kathy was the recipient of the 2021 Fred Rice Lifetime Achievement Award. Past recipients include Jill Husbands, Michael Burns, Brian Hall, and Jeremy Cox. The Fred Rice Award celebrates Bermuda figures who have had an outstanding impact and made a valuable contribution on the captive insurance industry. It has its roots in the Bermuda Insurance Institute Lifetime Achievement Award, of which Fred Rice was the first in the late 90s to be awarded posthumously. Kathy is also the recipient of the 2021 Inclusion Champion Award issued by the Insurance Industry Charitable Foundation. The Insurance Industry Charitable Foundation celebrates greater diversity and inclusion at all levels within the insurance industry. This award recognizes leaders who personally and visibly commit to inclusion, diversity, equality, and accessibility, those who embrace diversity of all kinds. The accolades don't stop there. Kathy is the first woman to lead AIG Bermuda Insurance Operations. And she's been chosen as one of the 36 women leaders globally as a fellow for the International Women's Forum in 2018 and 2019. What an inspiration. At the turn of the century, as an author, Kathy became a way shower, publishing her book, Held Captive, A History of International Business in Bermuda in 2003. Insightful and meticulously compiled, this book sets out the development of the international insurance industry. Join us in conversation and hear from Kathy. Thank you, Michelle, for inviting me here. I have to say that we have to dispel that myth that you can do it and have it all at once. You can and do and have it all, but over a period of time. At once, you drive yourself crazy and everyone else around you. Captives is what launched Bermuda as an industry, but that I've always been on the underwriting side. So not really on the captive sides, but we're all grateful to the captive industry because that is what put Bermuda on the map. You're exactly right. And of course, you wrote the book, Held Captive. Fred Rice, he's the grandfather of captives. Uh-huh. How do you see his place in terms of contribution to the island and how captives contribute to the island? Well, the interesting thing is the concept of captives was down around before Fred Rice actually took it to the next level. It was the oil companies who needed a solution for them to carry their products around during wartime. And they actually came up with the concept of captives. But it was actually Fred Rice who took that concept because he recognized in about the 50s and 60s that some companies were having difficulty placing coverages and recognize that these companies could actually start taking those risks on themselves into their balance sheets. So he was the one who took that concept from the energy industry to a much broader range of clients. And when he first was trying to find a jurisdiction for it, 
he was traveling near and far trying to find a jurisdiction that could actually allow the captive industry to take off. And he just happened to meet, be in London and have dinner with someone who ran Lloyd's or had a Lloyd syndicate, as well as Bill Kemp. And he was very instrumental in the law world as well. They were all at a lunch on a Sunday afternoon, and Bill Kemp was very keen on putting Bermuda on the map for getting international business here after AIG, AIco here, for their international operations in 1947. So as a result of that, the industry here started to think we could make put Bermuda on the map for international business. So Bill Kemp was out marketing and he told Fred Rice about Bermuda. Fred Rice didn't even wait for Bill Kemp to come back to Bermuda. He just flew to Bermuda and ended up meeting with Henry Tucker, who also was out there marketing the benefits of Bermuda and at that time was running the Bank of Bermuda. He spoke to him and that is how the whole captive industry took off, a chance meeting and at a time when Bermuda was trying to put itself on the map. But it didn't happen right away either because the captives didn't come until the market started shifting in the 60s after a few hurricanes happened, large oil losses, and the real surge in captives started to happen after the 1970s. But he had persistence. How did you come to write the book, Hell Captive? What was the driver behind that? Well, I had taken a sabbatical from the industry, had my son, and decided that I wanted to stay at home never thinking that I would do that because I was at the height of my career as well, right? So it really surprised me, my husband and everybody else around me, that I decided to step away from a high-profile career to be a full-time mom. But my mother died suddenly when I was 13, and you don't realize the impact that those tragedies have on you until much later. So becoming a mother myself, and I vowed actually when I was young that I was never going to be my mother, that I was going to be this career woman that was independent and had her own source of income and all sorts of things. So it really shocked me that I realized just how critical the role of a mother is. And that's not to disparage any woman who decides to continue to work. Each woman has the right to do and should do what feels right to her and to her family. There's no right or wrong way to do things. It's just where we are in our lives. And I always caveat that because some people try to pit one side against the other and there is no right or wrong. It's just what feels right to you and your family. But for me, that felt right for me to stay home with my son. And during that time, I was trying to figure out ways that I could stay home for as long as possible. And I started to write columns for the Bermuda Sun that was a spiritual column, actually, about how I journeyed from being a career woman to a full-time mom. And the feedback was so great that it expanded into just a spiritual column. And then it got so big that people were like living off of my every word that it scared me. So I stopped writing the column and decided to do something more technical. And the the Royal Gazette had asked me to write something about the insurance industry. And then it got so much feedback that 
they asked me to write a Monday column for them on insurance, which I started to do. And what was interesting about that is I started having all sorts of analysts from around the world calling to ask my opinion on things, which is kind of laughable. But anyway, it just shows that none of us have the answers. We all just need to help each other to collaborate. And from me doing that column, Brian Hall asked me if I would write the book about the history of international insurance in Bermuda. And I naively thought that there was already something like it, but he just wanted me to expand on it. And once I started doing the research and trying to figure out what the intention of the book was, I realized that I was completely in uncharted territory. There was nothing that had set out any basis for the international insurance industry. So I had to set up an Excel spreadsheet just to try to find trends or what how the book was going to be best laid out. I interviewed over a hundred people because I had to figure out where this all started from. And thankfully, I got to several of these people before they passed away. And once I started to get the information and put it in years, I realized that there was a trend that was occurring. And that trend was that every 10 years after the 60s, the world changed and Bermuda responded by doing captives in the 70s and the 80s, exile and ACE reform because of pharmaceutical problems, medical malpractice, tort liability going through the roof. And then we had finite risk with Santori in the 90s. We had some of the hurricanes that happened, 2000 again, hurricanes. Every 10 years, Bermuda has responded to the world in providing solutions for global stability. And that's something that a lot of people don't recognize. They think of Bermuda in isolation. A lot of people think of us as a tax haven. A lot of people think that we're a fly-by-night type jurisdiction. But honestly speaking, without Bermuda, a lot of the world would have been destabilized. So we have provided solutions for companies, communities, countries, people globally. And that's all thanks to people like Fred Rice, who had foresight, the people that came in the 80s and the 90s. So without them, we just wouldn't be where we are. So we have this um, part to play that's incredibly important. When looked at more deeply, sensationalizing it misses the total point of the massive contribution. Bermuda is the host of not only global organizations, but global players have a heart for the world and the outer cosmos, which is right. very powerful. Okay. And we're not called the incubator for the world for no reason at all. It's because we allow companies to form ideas here and then they branch out globally after that. Kathy, thank you so much for contributing to memorializing Fred Rice and the other people who have been major players in this space. Yes, thank you, Michelle. Thank you for the opportunity and good luck with it. Dr. Michelle St. Jane is a conscious steward of meaningful leadership in the world and the wider cosmos. Tune in every Thursday for real talk around life, leadership, and your conscious journey. Be ready to create and cultivate your dreams and soul-hearted desires. Your support is valued. Please subscribe. Leave a review and a rating. But more importantly, share with your connections.